Hey everybody, this is Dr. Patrick Fink from Wilderness Updates, and I'm here with a new format that I'm calling the Fast Push. These sessions are pieces of information that I want to get out to you as soon as I find them, but that don't deserve a full-length episode. So just a quick little nugget to pass out to you and for you to enjoy. Today's subject is going to be transceiver interference, namely electronics that interfere with the function of an avalanche beacon. This information is coming to me from the Utah Avalanche Center, and perhaps you've seen it as well. They have developed a new guideline in collaboration with Avalanche Canada, the U.S. National Avalanche Center, Colorado Avalanche Center, Utah Avalanche Center, Northwest Avalanche Center, and importantly, six avalanche transceiver manufacturers, that's Arva, BCA, Black Diamond, Mammut, Ortovox, and Peep. So these are the avalanche centers getting together with electronics manufacturers to come up with a standard for how we need to safely protect avalanche beacons from interference from other electronics. The background here is that it, there is increasingly a lot of electronics coming with us into the backcountry. Think about your GPS watch, your cell phone, your radio, maybe your GoPro. Maybe you have a follow drone that you carry in your backpack. It's increasingly a digitized and electronified environment. Oh, and let's not forget uh, heated clothing like heated gloves, foil-lined jackets. All of these things have the potential to interfere with beacons. Beacons operate using flux lines, which is an electromagnetic pattern that emanates out from the beacon. And anything that generates an electromagnetic field can interfere with that as well. So they highlight that there are two scenarios in which interference can occur. The first one is when you are sending. And you have to deal with these problems before you enter the backcountry. Because if you carry your beacon in your pocket and you carry your cell phone in the same pocket and the cell phone interferes with the beacon, when you get buried, there's no way for anyone to fix that issue. If it's interfering, too bad. You're under a meter of snow. The other scenario where we can see interference is when you're in search mode. And while we should fix this before we're in the backcountry, it is something that you can fix in real time. So if you are starting your search and you realize that you're encountering interference, and we'll talk about what that looks like in a second, you can always kind of turn off those other devices. So the good news is that interference has a very simple solution, and that's distance between objects. And they've come up with a great rule that they call the 2050 rule. And these are centimeters. So when you are transmitting. So when you're walking around in send mode, you want your beacon to be at least 20 centimeters away from other electronics. And that includes keeping it away from heated jackets, foil line jackets, magnetic jacket closures, chest mounted cameras. And their point of reference for 20 centimeters is if you take your finger and you kind of make that shaka symbol with your uh, thumb and your fifth finger, the biggest span you can make with your fingers, or if you're like reaching for an octave on a piano, that's about 20 centimeters. So that's your rule of thumb. And that can be chest down to pocket, leg pocket to other leg pocket. Those are all viable kind of 20 centimeter gaps. Then if you enter into a search mode, you want that beacon to be 50 centimeters away from all electronics, metals, and magnets. What is 50 centimeters? An adult human generally has a wingspan of around a meter or more. So if you are taking your arm and you're holding your beacon and you extend it as far away from your body as possible, you're holding it out in front of you, you're getting pretty darn close to 50 centimeters. Now, how can this fail? Heated gloves, number one. So if you have heated gloves, you need to take those off if you're going to be searching with your beacon. If you have... Uh, a GPS watch on, they recommend that you take it off before starting your search. I'm really not a fan of that recommendation because I think that my watch is very important when I arrive to my patient and I need to look at time since the burial. I might use that for GPS altitude, helping to localize my location and refer that out to a rescue team. So 
I can simply wear my watch on my non-dominant hand, and I'm going to use my dominant hand to hold my searching beacon away from my body. There's a couple extra special cases that they note, and the first is if you're searching from a snowmobile, and they're noting that snowmobiles themselves can be a source of interference. So if you're part of a snowmobile party and you're looking for someone who's buried, you're going to be hampered if you are searching while on the snowmobile. So you need to be at least three meters away from a snowmobile. How big is three meters? Uh, it's about the length of a snowmobile. And then finally, calling for help. So if you're going to be using a communication device, when we employ these devices, specifically cell phones and radios, they generate more signal and have more potential to interfere. And so when we're using a cell phone, using a, a kind of blister pack over-the-counter radio, your Rocky Talkie, your BCA radio, Those need to stay 50 centimeters away from anyone who is searching. So that's that long arm span. If you're using a digital VHF radio, and I'm talking to you ski patrollers, at Snowbird we just switched to a digital VHF trunked system, and those radios have a notable increase in interference with beacons when we're doing beacon drills. So those need to be a meter away from whoever is searching with a transceiver. So if you are the party who is doing that fast search with the transceiver, you may need to turn off your VHF radio while you're doing that. Finally, I just want to talk briefly about what does it look like when you're searching and you're encountering interference. There's only one of two scenarios that you can actually recognize, and that's called ghosting. Ghosting is when the beacon produces signals that aren't there. So if you have a beacon that can tell you about multiple burials, it might show you that there are multiple burials when you know that there's only one, or it might show you more burials than you know that are involved. And so if you're experiencing ghosting, it may be due to interference with the beacon consider you know what electronics you have on your body the other scenario is that your searching distance is reduced and this is a problem because you can't actually recognize this in the field and that's why you need to be kind of idiot proofing your process before you're headed out into the backcountry so to summarize electronics foil line jackets magnets radios these all interfere with beacons And they interfere more significantly when we're in search mode than when we're in transmit mode. But when we're sending, we need to be super sure that we don't have anything interfering with it because we can't change that. If you get buried with a cell phone next to your beacon, you might be hosed. So before entering the backcountry, we need to make sure that our beacon is 20 centimeters away from any electronics. And then when you're searching, we're going to extend that arm out fully away from our body with no heated gloves, no GPS watches, and search with 50 centimeters of difference between our electronics and our beacon. And if you see ghosting, you may be experiencing interference and you need to troubleshoot that. If you're trying to use comms like cell phones and radios, you need to be further away from anyone who's searching with a beacon. That's it. I'll drop a great graphic into the show notes that was produced uh, for this communication. It was created by Avalanche Canada, and we'll share it around. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at WildMedUpdates on Twitter or email me at WildernessMedicineUpdates at gmail.com. That's all for this fast push. Until next time, stay fit, stay focused, stay ready, and have fun.
Stay fit, stay focused, stay ready, and have fun.